going on you know it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood i guess whatever neighborhood you're in depending on what neighborhood you're in if you're in a neighborhood at all so i guess you know i guess that's uh, i guess that's what the story is going to be and uh, i'm sticking to it as well but anyway you know, so i hope everybody is uh it's, it's a little bit longer than i thought okay there we go perfect all right let's close this Hey, everybody, welcome, 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 welcome to Sound Brokers Mastermind Roundtable. And uh, uh, you are all part of it, even though I noticed that this is not round. I noticed it's like square. It's almost like, what was that show where they had all the pictures on it? Like it was like, uh, what, the Partridge Family or something like that? What was that? Anybody remember what show that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah, the Partridge yeah. Family? Then, part, then, of yeah, course, yeah, there's yeah. Hollywood Squares. Oh, the Hollywood Squares. Square. Anyway, so here we are. The Brady Bunch. Yeah, oh, it's the Brady Bunch. That's right. And I'm Jan. What do you know? I'm Victor Florence, so I know. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Soundbroker Mastermind Group. And uh, today is Festivus. Now, normally Festivus is not till the 23rd of December, but we have to go early because things are crazy right now. And I have some things that I want to vent on, and I'm sure everybody wants to vent. So if you're not familiar with Festivus, Festivus is a fictitious holiday that Seinfeld started uh, from Frank Costanza, where basically it's the airing of grievances. So there we are. If you haven't seen it, uh, just Google uh, on YouTube uh, Festivus and it's uh, Festivus for the rest of us. So with that in mind, there's a few good things that I want to talk about, but I want to welcome you all and thank you all for participating because the whole concept of, of the Mastermind Group is to put like minds together so that when um, we go through this tough time, we'll all be here to celebrate when it gets better. And I believe that it just might be getting better. So that's a good thing. I just got a text from somebody and uh, basically saying that, that People are now going to be able to congregate in lots of 250. So shows should start to happen in November. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I can't wait to go to a big concert where there's uh, only uh, 250 people in it. But uh, then again, so that's the story. By the way, we do have a special guest here tonight. Uh, we have Jen from Shore. And I want to thank you for coming. Uh, of all the days you picked to come, Festivus, you know. Uh, I was so curious. I had to know. <laughs> yeah, you pick festivals to come, which is going to be crazy. Uh, but uh, that's how, it's the airing of grievances. And I saw, uh, I'm sure you have airings of grievances as well. Although I will say one thing, Jen, I did see your, your, uh, your, your special uh, with the NBA, with the guys from Firehouse. And I thought that was brilliant. And you might want to talk about that before we get into, we, before we get into uh, the festivist holiday here. Um, you, maybe you want to talk a little bit about what those guys were doing and how you were involved with the NBA, because that's fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Yeah, happy to. Uh, do you want me to talk now? <laughs> Surprise. Hey, you don't hear you. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, so those of you who aren't aware, um, you know, during this whole COVID period, since we can't go out to visit our customers, we've been doing a ton of webinars. Um, and Fridays, we do workflow webinars. So it's just kind of highlighting, you know, different things that people are doing, like what their workflow is, what they're, you know, just to kind of get some visibility to different, you know, styles of working, see what people are doing out there. 
Um, and gosh, last, was it last month? I don't know, time is, time is muddy right now. Um, we got uh, Vinny and Art, who were both in the NBA bubble. Um, and one of them was on site, which was great. So he could kind of show us some of the things that they were doing. And we have those archived actually. If you go to sure.com slash webinars, uh, you can check those out. So um, they could tell us like what kind of the cleaning processes and they had like different teams. Like if you were in the green zone, you had access. And if you're in a different zone, you had different access and like no paths could cross and just like the handover of, of the different microphones to like the refs with like cleaning and it goes to a different area and so nobody touches anything um, was definitely super interesting so yeah and not only that uh, 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 Vinny was showing his actual formatting of the uh, the accent system on how he was how he was routing all of that and all of the and the way that he set it up in the road cases so i thought it was really fascinating and you did a great job you did a really good job on that thanks so. it was fun um we're doing actually this friday uh 10 a.m pacific time i hope you don't mind i give a plug no, no. Uh, we're, we're doing uh we're doing the it, i don't know if y'all saw but like last week there was a socially distanced award show the academy of country music awards like actually did an award show like with bands and did it live. And so uh, we have uh, Mark King, the production mixer, Tom Pisa, one of the monitor mixers, and uh, Craig Ravello, one of the A2s that will be on with us this Friday uh, to talk about how, how, what happens with a socially distanced award show. What's the new workflow look like versus what, what it was last year. So that should be fun. Very cool. You know, before, you know, would you mind if I see if anybody had, well, first of all, Jen, I don't remember your exact title, but I know that you're a big wig over at Shore. What is yeah. your title? Uh, so I'm in entertainment and artist relations. Um, you know, basically the, the technical arm of field, field help for, you know, things like award shows and broadcast shows and NBA bubble or, you know, whatever people are trying to figure out. Make sure I do. I've been doing a lot of trainings, actually, which is so exciting, actually. A lot of the uh, some of the productions are going back and we have um, people are like, OK, I haven't touched my gear in six months. Let's let's go over everything. <laughs> so so we're all uh, all ready to go. So I'm excited to hear a lot of at least in L.A. Some of the productions like the episodics and stuff are coming back in October. Um, but yeah, I do training. I do demos, you know. How does this work? <laughs> oh my God, I need X. What's going on? <laughs> Those kind of things. So you have a white sheet on how to dust the equipment off. That's it. How to dust. <laughs> Factory um, reset. No, just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, um, does anybody have any questions for Jen while she's in the room? You know, that's it. That was, well, there's a lot of questions. There you go. I think it's just, you surprised everybody and you surprised me for showing up as well. Well, I just, I did, I su you surprised me for calling me out. I just thought I was going to lurk in the background and hear what everybody had to say. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, you know, one thing I would like you to do, if it's possible, uh, in the chat, just put down, just put that sure webinar, you know, that put. Yeah, the, totally. You got it. Put it in the chat and now everybody will save it and, and we archive it and we put it out there. So it'll be great. Okay. You anyway, it. Thank you very much, and feel free. You know, feel free when we get to the point of airing our grievances. You're more than welcome to come out and say whatever it is you need to say as Amazing. well. Amazing. <laughs> thank you.
Anyway, so Michael, Michael Brown, I had, I, I had called Michael earlier because um, Michael Strickland sent us an email regarding Level Up, which is the live events uh, festival. And so, Mike, did you get a chance to look at that or not, or did I just blow the whole thing too? I'll speak for Michael because he's muted. Okay, what do you say? Oh, good. I forget it's not my call. On my calls, I'm unmuted. Everyone else is muted, which is really how the world should work, what I think. Um, uh, yeah, so I read Mr. Strickland's email, and uh, um, then I went to the website. And the website was actually much more edifying because uh, it's, it's very well laid out. And so essentially what they're working towards, this is a new organization. It was uh, created, uh, seems to have been the brainstorm of Keith Levinson, who's, I guess, musical director for The Who. And um, uh, he got a few other industry people, some folks from PRG, um, some uh, tour tech, a couple other folks in the industry. And they're working towards actually hosting a concert event at the PRG soundstage in Nashville later this year. So currently the website is still looking for, it's got sponsorship opportunities and uh, marketing opportunities for folks and they're looking for those folks right now. But uh, from what I gather, the bulk of the money raised, I don't know if it's all the money or just the profit or, or how that works, but it's gonna go to um, uh, three different charitable organizations that benefit folks that are in the live entertainment business. Uh, so they don't have any artists yet. They don't have a firm date yet. So it seems to be very early in the organizing stages, but the website's good. Tons of information. It's got some videos. Uh, Roger Daltrey's on there. Um, uh, forget who else I saw. A bunch of different artists are on there voicing their support. So uh, I think it's got a good chance of happening. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. But it, it looks like it's starting out on the right foot. Yeah. Now, Ken Porter, you're in Nashville. Have you heard anything about it? Did, did, does, did, you, did they tell you anything about it at all? I was email last, yesterday, last night. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I don't know anything about it. Yeah. It looks good because uh, the roadies are going to be involved in it. I mean, the whole concept, it seems to me, is for people that are not business owners, that, that uh, just are in crews that you know are out of business out of work right now because that's that's the scariest thing of it all right now is that the labor because right now people are struggling nobody's really working as much as we should be working so people have to look for other jobs at lowe's or at walmart's or wherever they can get a job and then the, of course the challenge is, is that when they submit their resumes all of a sudden they're overqualified and then those people feel like wow if we hire these people, then they're going to be gone as soon as the concert industry comes back. And so, and that, and that brings me to my first grievance. My first grievance is, why is it whenever I fill out a form that requires my industry, the entertainment industry is never in that list? Why is that? I always have to pick other. Is there anybody who wants to say anything about that? Is that, uh, am I the only one that that bothers? Chris, what do you say? I see you looking at it that you want to just, you're dying to say something. Well, it's because there's no class in college for AV. No one wants to push an overhead projector. No one goes to school to learn how to push an overhead projector out into a conference room. That's, I, I beg this. to differ, sir. I beg to differ. I am the immediate past chair of the advisory board for the entertainment and engineering design program at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. It is a four-year degree in designing 
AV systems. Not designing. I'm talking about being the geek that pushes the cart into the room. Oh, well then, yes, you're absolutely right, because even I don't want to do that. Yeah. Dan, there's a new career path going on for you, too. Yeah, there it is. You know, well, the, you know, that was my very first job in the entertainment business when I was in when I was in public school. I was the one who went in and pushed the cart and and mm -hmm. plugged it into the wall and played the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, sixteen millimeter film, my friend. That's it. That was because I didn't want to. I want the the court the class that I had afterwards. I didn't like, so I could be a little bit late to that if I did that. So mm -hmm. that's why I picked it. But it was a it was a it was a great it was a great moment in time. Anyway, um, let's see, what else do we, what else? So there's one other thing that I wanted to talk about and that's money before we get into grievances because I got money grievances as well. But um, I was just reading about the uh, SBA loans, the small business loans uh, for up to $5 million. And I found what they're considering. This came from Hartford Insurance, uh, which is, I, I guess it used to be my insurance company. I don't think there still are. Actually, I moved. But they sent me uh, this article that I started reading about um, SBA loans and how to apply for them. And it's the ultimate guide. Uh, it's from a company called Fundera, if I'm pronouncing that right. And if you look at the, if you look in the, uh, you look in the chat, the link is there. So if you're thinking about going for an SBA loan, um, that's what is um, available. So now I want to talk to you about one of my other grievances. And this happened this week. It's called bank fraud. Bank fraud is my grievance right now because basically two weeks ago, we got hit up with uh, identity theft from DETR, which is the Department of, uh, what is it? Michael, what, is, what does DDR stand for here in Nevada? The Department of Employment, Training, and Rehabilitation. That's right. And anyway, so somebody claimed they were me and applied for unemployment at my company. And so I immediately freaked out over this and I, I called them, of course, you couldn't get through on the phone. I, ta I, I, uh, I sent them an email. I never got a reply. I faxed them. I never got a reply. And then finally, I just called them and called them and called them. Finally, I got somebody on the phone. And this is what they said to me, that, hey, we understand we're hitting, we're getting so much fraud, we can't handle the fraud that we're getting. And that from, if, because the, I said, well, you got to give me the guy's number. I got to, I got to, we can't do that. We can't tell you anything. What we can tell you is, is that because he was an out of state, we paid him immediately. And I'm saying to myself, paid me immediately. There are people here in Nevada that legitimately should be getting unemployment insurance and they can't get it. And yet a thief from out of state, boom, just has to apply. I couldn't stop it. Of course, what they said is, I won't be charged for it as a company, but hey, there we go, lock in the credit report. And by the way, one of the things that I'm not grieving about, but I am telling you about, if you don't have a service like Identity Lock or LifeLock or any of those services, you're making a big mistake right now because fraud is rampant, rampant, I tell you. So let me tell you about my other bit of fraud and then anybody wanna, anybody wanna jump in on, just interrupt me, all right? Because man, this is the airing of grievances, I tell you, the airing of grievances. So I'm, I'm laying on the couch, it's eight o'clock at night, Wednesday night, and my, my, I have alerts on my, my bank account. Now, if you don't have alerts on your bank account, you again, you're making a huge mistake. So if you haven't done it, get off this, get off this seminar right now, whatever it is, the round table, and go and set up, set up alerts. Because 
if you don't have it set up that any charge that goes through either your credit cards or your bank accounts for more than a dollar and you don't get alerted, you're a fool. And you know what they say about fools? A fool and their money will soon be parted. So anyway, I'm on a couch, a text comes through, I'm being charged $888,888.88. Now let's not forget the 88 cents because that was important. And that is the symbol for Bank of America to let you know that you've been frauded. I, I guess $10.50 would have been good enough, but $888, uh, $888,888.88 $888 is the symbol that your account has encountered some sort of fraud and your account is going to be closed. And what Bank of America does is they freeze your money, which is not cool whatsoever, and then they shut the account, but it taking forever for them to shut the account. And whenever you call them up, this is what they say. Bank closing department, because as soon as you put in your number, now you get routed to the bank closing department. Bank closing department, how could I assist you? I wanna know what's going on. Sorry, all I could tell you is you've been frauded. All right, thanks a lot. When am I gonna get my money? Well, 14 business days after your account is closed. When are you gonna close the account? I can't tell you that. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to know? And, and, I'm, and it's so, so frustrating, so frustrating. So anyway, um, my recommendation from this is in the grievance side of it, is never stick with one account. No matter how much your banker is, no matter how pretty your banker is and she begs you that she'll give you more interest or whatever, Spread your money out. Make sure that you have at least two business accounts at two different branches, uh, two different banks, not two different branches. Now, here's another thing, and I'm willing to bet anything that everyone else in this room, or at least someone else in this room, has got something to say about being frauded with their money. So who wants to, who wants to jump in? Oh, my Lord. Come on. It's been, it's been a long time since I've experienced legitimate bank fraud as in a stranger taking my money. But I will say this, something I learned the hard way a few years ago. Those of you that accept payments via wire transfer, if you read the fine print, in almost every case, the wire transfer is a two-way street. So if they put the money in and then change their mind, whoever your customer is, they can simply contact your bank and then take the money right back out. And they don't have to notify you. So I have two checking accounts with my bank and one is the official wire transfer account. And it is strictly for bringing the money in. As soon as it lands, it moves over to the other bank account where it can't be reached. And if I'm paying somebody via wire transfers, same thing in reverse. So if you're not doing that, you might be in for a rude surprise one day. Yeah. Well, one thing I will, I will, I will correct you now, Michael, because they, they must have changed the law since then, because the, the wires cannot be clawed back only by a bank. Only a bank can claw back the wires. Whereas if you're using PayPal, PayPal has up to 180 days for no reason at all. If you sell something and you get money from PayPal, within 180 days, the person who bought it from you can contact PayPal and say, hey, I didn't get what I paid for. I didn't do that, whatever reason they want. And then they're going to freeze your account. And then you're going to be in an arbitration between PayPal and, and, and the person who sent you the money. And that's why we never took PayPal. You know, so, but as far as the wire goes, also the, the other thing it might be is a bank check. Now, bank checks can be pulled back 
but it's more difficult. And if it goes interstate and, and they, they pull it back, then it's considered either, if, if they do it with a wire or a bank check, then it's interstate fraud and mail fraud, and it becomes a, uh, it becomes a legal matter. So uh, you're kind of protected in that respect. Um, and uh, this comes from years of working at Dun & Bradstreet in their, uh, in their receivable collection department. So anyway, there it is. Um, so anybody else want to share anything they want to know about this? I want to say something. Yeah, that, David. Uh, my mother had uh, her checking account frauded. And we found out that all you need is the account number, the routing number, and the name. And you can get grab money out of somebody's account. As bad as that sounds, that's how bad it is. You don't need to prove anything. Routing number, account number, and name. And you can grab money out of the account. Terrible thing it was. Yeah, it's it's you know it's crazy right now. It's just absolutely nutty out there, and 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 more and more people now are, are unemployed. More and more people are feeling the pressure, and this is really going to separate the men from the boys and those who people who were who who were brought up with the fear of God in them, knowing that you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. But there's going to be, a, you know, I noticed that um, since March, um, I had to call the police five times uh, to have them come out to my building because we were having problems out at the building. And I'm in a pretty decent ne neck of the woods. But it's going to get worse because right now they're saying so many people are going to be homeless. And I am really nervous about that. And, um, and I, I don't want it to be one of us. That's for sure. I don't want it to be one of us. So anyway, um, what else? Who else has got a grievance? Come on, this guy, there's got to be someone else here with a grievance. Who's got a grievance other than me? Nobody. All right. Nobody's got a grievance. What else is a grievance? All right. Being single in Las Vegas. All right. All right. That's, I'm not going to say another word. That's just a grievance, being single in Las Vegas. All right. You know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that I can't travel anywhere in the world right now as I'm used to traveling and I'm stuck because of the COVID. Could you imagine the fact that in, in the world, who would have thought that a United States passport would be meaningless except in Mexico? You can't even go to Canada right now. I can't even go to Canada if I wanted to go up there to be up in the, you know, the upper Rocky Mountains or whatever, you know? Uh, will they take me in New Orleans, Steve? That's what I want to know. Can I get to New Orleans? Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. I'll let <laughs> yeah. you stay down at the camp. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you have, you know, as long as you have, uh, you know, temperature meters over there. So hey, go. I got it. I got it. As soon as you walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, yes, last two weeks ago, Tom was talking about health and you were going to order that kit. Did you get the kit? I did get the kit. Thank you, Tom, from Biome. And I sent it in and I got an email from them saying that my sample wasn't viable. There you go. There's a grievance. I love it. So, so they're sending me a replacement kit. Yeah, they'll send you a free kit. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's already on its way. I was expecting it today, actually. Yeah, uh, the, first, the first time I took the test, it took me twice to get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, 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 I didn't handle the sample properly, <laughs> apparently. To show you're not as full as crap as people thought you were. That's <laughs> all. Yeah, you know? now, when it, they it's, about, it's actually about how you mix it. Oh. Um, oh. See, and I did that part very, very well because I actually have a clock with a second hand in my bathroom. So I was very, very diligent about it. So I don't know what went wrong, but we'll do stick, it again. Stick with it. You'll, 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 um, 
the results will be really, really valuable for you. And three to four months from now, you'll appreciate the changes that occur. And then there must have been some sort of mistake or, you know, some sort of issue at their end, because then they sent me another email, a second email saying, hey, we need to send you a replacement kit. My daughter saw that. She said, go ahead, get the second one and let's use the cat's poop and see what happens. But I, I didn't think that'd be that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Just to recap, the, it's for your health. Basically, you take a stool sample, send it in there. And because bio, um, bacteria is what's, what's in your body, they tell you the best way to uh, affect that bacteria so it keeps you as healthy as possible, if I remember correctly what it is. Correct? Yeah, your microbiome is actually uh, your largest uh, organism in your body. Your, the bacteria and viruses in your body carry more DNA material than you do. You're basically a walking host for ancient bacteria and viruses. And um, in order for you to optimize your health, you want to optimize your gut system. And that means knowing exactly what bacteria in your gut system need to be supported and what bacteria you need to get rid of. So it's data-driven, it's really good science, and I can tell you that um, having done this approximately a year and a half ago, and I'm on my fifth cycle now, I've seen a continual steady improvement in my um, functioning at a core physical level and, and my wife and all of my kids are now in the loop on doing this and it has improved their foundational health as well. So, you know, the Greeks used to believe that your gut health, your gut was the second brain in your body. And, and it really is true because the bacteria communicates to your brain. And so your cravings, your wants and needs from a nutritional standpoint, are based upon that communication back and forth. So by eliminating the bad bacteria, by strengthening your good bacteria, you're strengthening your entire nutritional digestive system. And the simple saying for this is, you are not what you eat, you're what your bacteria decide to digest. And how they synthesize it makes all the difference in your overall macro and micronutrient health. So I highly recommend it for anybody and everybody. Well, that's cool because I am waiting till Michael Brown gets his results back so I can compare with his results, your results, and the sample results on the website to see whether or not this is hocus pocus or it's really legit because I'm airing my grievances right now. So, you know, I gave you this example previously. So I've been happily married for 30 years. And you would think that because I live with this person and eat the same food and share the same environment, our microbiomes would be similar couldn't be, have been more different. Yeah, it's a pretty Deeply different. <laughs> and jumping right into my other grievance, the fact that you're married that long and I'm not married at all. That's at least the one thing I can say. When I go into my refrigerator, whatever I left there, when I get back there, it's either still there 
or it's rotten, one of the two, but it's still there. Anyway, speaking of which, now, let's talk about, let's talk about COVID, and, and not in a bad way. Let's talk about it in a way that right now I was listening to Bobby Schneider. I don't know if you know Bobby, but he was talking about uh, COVID compliance. And now, whenever we come back to the shows, we're going to need a COVID, uh, a COVID compliance officer. And so uh, what he did was he shared the link for the training, and if you look at the, if you look in the chats right now, uh, you can be, you could train yourself to be a compliance officer, so that when you go back to work, uh, or you, uh, you, you, you could actually be the one who will be the one that uh, controls that that environment, which is not a bad thing to do. At least you know it's like CPR. If you know how to do it, you know. If you know how to do it, then it's a good thing to do in case somebody needs some of uh, that compliance. So has anybody heard anything about this at all other than me? Yeah, the construction sites here in Las Vegas already require a COVID compliance officer. Uh, a lot of times it's just going to be the safety director for that, for that site, uh, for that company. But the challenge is it looks like the way it's going to roll out legislatively and it's still early because we're in between sessions in Nevada. So who knows what happens when, because we only meet every other year in Nevada. So by the time the next session rolls around, it might've all died down, but it's currently looking like the requirement will be to have a COVID officer per site, uh, as opposed to a company safety director, which is usually just one per company. So it might become sort of like OSHA 30 is becoming here in Nevada where everybody has to have it uh, at a particular venue. Uh, you will also have to have somebody who's a COVID compliance officer at every venue for every event, including things like load in, load out, all that, everything from the moment the doors open till the moment they close. Yeah. I, just think you can be the guy who tells the promoter we're shutting you down. Yeah. It would yeah. be uh, not a great place to be, especially if that's who's hiring you. So what's the compromise there? Yeah, I don't know that I've seen, like, because generally, I, I would have to think that, because it's OSHA that's leading the push right now, or the Nevada version of OSHA, uh, the Department of, of Job Site Security, I forget what they call it. Um, that's who's currently leading the charge. So I would have to think if it's a, if it's a certification that they end up offering, uh, I would have to think they would include some protections there. Um, and, you know, if you're this, you know, if you're smart, you're going to document whatever you're doing. But I would also think it'd be pretty easy to mitigate whatever, whatever's going on. You know, you're just going to have to be independent of the promoter, maybe hired by OSHA instead. Or by the venue, perhaps by the venue, the venues, because... Because of course, you know, OSHA, like any other agency, is they're looking for who they find, and they would most likely go after the venue, not the promoter. Is there is there anybody has any examples of that? Any in real life? Any any real life examples at all? Anybody? Well, our shop, our shop in uh, L.A. You know, of the two offices, New York is not open yet, uh, but L.A. is open, and we have a OSHA or a uh, COVID safety officer happens to be our technical manager too. And it's just mostly out of need. And he's the one that makes sure that we're all wearing our masks and, and following the protocols and that type of thing. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and and Jen and everyone else in in all the TV production back up in LA has a COVID nineteen uh, yeah. person on on show site. Well, we should have somebody here to air their grievances right now on that, but uh, there's nobody here to air their grievances on that. But so, uh, let's air another grievance. Uh, oh, nobody's hands up. I'll go. I have a grievance. Okay. So it seems that these days. Whenever I'm making phone calls and I get a phone call, there are certain people that just don't want to get off the phone with me. They want to talk about everything, everything under the sun, with the exception of, hey, I got some business for you. You know, all they want to do is blah, 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 blah. Now, I feel, you know, I feel like, you know, I understand that, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a good listener, you know, but the reality is it takes away from my time management skills. And the reality is, is that we need to have some time management. And I've been thinking about this a lot because it's not like when we used to be in school. You remember when you used to be in high school or, or junior high or whatever, you, you know, you had a class between nine and 10 and that could have been geometry. And then you go to the next class at 10 o'clock or 10.05. And, well, I actually never made it in time to any of those classes. So I, I can't really be sure on the time preference over there. But, you know, then you have biology and then you have history, whatever. And, and you would, you would, you would, you would cubbyhole your time so you would get a lot done. But now when we come to work, I don't say, well, from eight to nine, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be talking about you know, speaker systems. And from nine to 10, I'm just gonna be talking about microphone systems. And then from uh, you know, whatever the next hour that comes up after that, I'm going to be talking about you know, um, uh, transportation and tricking and blah, 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 blah. So, and so all of a sudden you find yourself you know, dealing with this and next thing you know, you say, Where's the day gone? And you haven't uh, really accomplished all of the things that you were hoping to do, especially, you know, you're saying, hey, I'm going to take the day off today. And then you find that, you, you know, you don't take the day off, you know. So uh, anyway, I was reading this thing called 15 time management skills that you need in 2020. And believe it or not, it's in the chat. There you go. So if you've got some time management situations that you're having a little challenge on, uh, I mean, hey, there it is. You could go uh, read about it. But so, uh, John Prado, I can see that your time management skills are as sharp as a tack. So tell us about, you know, what time do you get up in the morning? Uh, in between five and six. And what do you do at that early hour? That's an ungodly hour. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. I, I might know, but you know. I I'm part of the office hours, the Alex Lindsay Guild. We meet every morning from six to nine, and it's it's mostly video streaming guys, but we've got a few good audio guys in there too that you guys I'm sure know. Um, Alex Lindsay came out of ILM and uh, has been in the event production business, mostly on the streaming side for the last 20 years. Now he's doing virtual events. Um, and that's six to nine. We've met every day since March 25th, three hours a day um, in a row. We haven't, we haven't had one day off. Mother's Day, Father's Day, we're on every morning with that group of guys. And it's, it's proving to be very fruitful for us. Now, is he paying you for this? Negative. Oh, he's not paying you. But he's you're paying me the same thing you are. <laughs> 
the check is in the mail from the fraudulent bank account that uh, I just closed. So don't worry about it. You'll be getting your you'll be getting your fair share. So you know you know one of the things is I keep saying this is not the Jan Landy show. So I'm trying to focus in on you know people that you know. So Ron, what's your grievance? You got any grievances? All right, I guess not. I guess Ron doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. I wish no, I had. No, we're, we're all good here in Canada. We're great. Other than the borders closed, so we can't really uh, go to Florida. And not that we maybe would anyway right now, but uh, that's the only grievance that we have. And we can go to every other country, but we can't come to the U.S. So, mm -hmm. what about Vancouver? Isn't that nice this time of year? It's beautiful this time of year. Yeah, but you understand. I mean, Canada is pretty big. It takes me two hours to fly to Florida. It takes me five hours to fly to Vancouver or five hours to fly to uh, Nova Scotia. So, you know, Canada being really wide, uh, it's a pretty big country. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, um, you know, I guess, you know, it's the first time that I could ever remember where they won't let Americans into Canada. It's usually the other way around, you know? Jan, I think they'll let me into Canada. They will, Paul? Yeah, well, I think because my think? wife is... Uh, Canadian. She has Canadian uh, citizenship. Maybe I could get a pass. Is there such a thing as that? Canadian citizenship to get to Canada from America? Unbelievable. How do I apply? You know, you marry a Canadian girl. We'll, we'll see if we can fix you up, Jan. In the, in the Vietnam War, I, I was a fool. I, I enlisted instead of going to Canada. I could be a Canadian citizen right now, but no. Living here in Vegas, you know. Well, you know, oddly enough, there's people all over the world that are were marrying American women and paying them so they could get their green card. Now it's kind of working the other way around. Yeah, you know, American to... American women are looking for Canadian guys so they can get their green, they can get uh, their their passport to get into Canada. So. Yeah. Well, whenever I travel, I always travel with a maple leaf on my uh, on my bag. You know. I never travel with the United States flag, you know, that's about it, you know. Not that I don't love my country. I do love my country. But, uh, you know, but I find that uh, everybody loves Canadians a lot more. So, you know, that's where we go. You know, it's airing the grievances once more. Um, Steve, you got any grievances? What's going on? How are the fish jumping? You know, you catching any fish lately? or the, you cleaning getting... the dock from the storms. <laughs> it's been a cleanup. <laughs> a cleanup? Tell us about it. Yeah, just... We've got high tides over the dock and just leaves a lot of debris and stuff. We have to just go clean it. Mm -hmm. Haven't had a chance to do any fishing. Now, you're working. You're doing some shows, right? Didn't you just do something? Yeah. Actually, we have one in Atlanta next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks a lot for sharing. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. We got, we got a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. What else is going on? So Ken Porter, are you there? What's going on with you? Just fighting with the bankers. Yeah, well, the bankers are really fighting. As a matter of fact, I just, while on the air, I saw the new bank that I'm with is calling, you know. Uh, so, oh, by the way, um, there is a service right now, which I could highly recommend to you guys, is I don't know about you, but all of a sudden my phone seems to be ringing all the time for people to sell me timeshares they want to buy my house uh they want to uh, sell me solar panels i mean they are you with me on this guys i mean is anybody else getting these calls well and this is my family calling me so uh you know uh 
anyway, so I said, look, Ma, I won't buy any solely panels. Sorry, get another job. You know, do something else. Sell, sell pens or, or copy paper. You know, that's pretty, I bet, I bet the copy paper industry's got a lot of grievances right now. Who's copying these days? Where's the paper, you know? What's going on around here? I guess there should be more trees, except they're burning down. And how's the how's the air out there? Where, you know, I just saw that the the that the smoke from California is like all over the place. Is everybody breathing okay? Yeah, well, I'm in Hollywood. We don't smell it at all. We right. did it last week for two days. We did, but not anymore. That's normal, I guess. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So there's a service that I just experimented with, and it seems to be really, really good for your phone, and it's called RoboKiller. Mm -hmm. And basically what it does is it screens your calls. So if the phone number is not in your phone book, not in your phone book, then RoboCall inter intercepts it, RoboKiller intercepts the call and basically says this call is being answered by RoboKiller. If you want to speak to that person, state your name and the reason for calling. You can't control that. And maybe one day they will allow it. And then if, if you do speak, whatever, somehow their AI, their artificial intelligence, picks that up. And then it puts the call through so that you could see who's calling. So they tell you who's calling, which is pretty cool. It's really good. And if it's a spam call and they know it's a spam call, they screw with the people. They've got these outgoing crazy messages that they, 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 they get these people who are spammers that their numbers are reported. They just spend as much time as they can. The AI system is, is, is trying to keep them on the phone as long as they possibly can. So that's, that service is called RoboKiller. If you haven't tried it, it's free for seven days. I'm trying it right now. Uh, let me give you my phone number. If you're not in my phone book, you can call and we can see how it works. All right. The number is 555-555-5555. Just feel free to call anytime, day or night, whenever you want. doesn't matter. I've got RoboKiller right now, and that will save me. All right. So um, what else do we got? Anybody else got anything they want to say? Let me see. Tina, have I gone through everything that I wanted? Oh. I got one more thing. One more thing. This is another hot tip, not a grievance, but a hot tip. You know how sometimes you're doing meetings and you got your kids there, the dogs are barking, so many things are going on in your life that you, you know, and, and you're trying to act like you're at work so you don't want to fool. Well, there's a service that, there's a service called CRISP with a K, K-R-I-S-P. Again, like a miracle, Tina has put it in the chat. And basically, Crisp is free for about an hour or so, uh, a month, I believe. And what it does is artificially intelligence takes out all the background noise so that it sounds like you're in a quiet place. So if you're, if you're, uh, you know, if you've got dogs barking and you want to be on a, on a, a phone call, or it even works electronically so that you could use it in the Zoom meetings, so that if you're in a Zoom meeting and there's a lot of distraction, people are yelling, Instructions going on in the background. The gardener is blowing the leaves. You know, uh, that is uh, that is, and and it will mute all your complaints. You just put, you know, I think if you just get some cotton or some earplugs, that also works very well as well. So, but that's on the incoming. But on the outgoing, my lord. All right. So, crisp is a good tip. Uh, what else do I got? What else? What are the tips do I got? You know. One thing I will say, now here's a grievance I've got, and it's with you guys. 
for coming every week, and I appreciate that you do. But you know what? I keep telling you, this is not the Jan Landy show. This is the mastermind roundtable where we put our minds together and we, we figure out what, you know, what's best for all of us and how we're going to survive these tough times. And it makes it quite difficult for me to, you know, to think that, I can't get any feet. It's like, it's like the last time I performed comedy, you know? What I found out is if, you, you know, basically what I found out about comedy is this, is if you're not funny, you know, people don't appreciate you. That's all there is to it, you know? And if you can't make them laugh, you know, they, they stop booing. Another career. Yeah, you know, that's it, you know? His wife used to say to me that I, that I, 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 made, it a, I made a terrible stand-up comedy uh, comedian, but I was a great sit-down comedian, you know? That's why I'm so funny right now, because when I was sitting down, I was much funnier than when I was standing up, you know? But that, um, yeah. So anyway, that's about my grievances. I'm sure I can come up with a few more, you know? Um, Paul, what's your grievance? Well, it's not my grievance. My, it's, I'm, I'm seeing... Uh... The Austin, where Austin, Texas, where I live, is the live music capital of the world. And, Wait, uh, we're the live music capital of the world. Well, all right, we don't, we won't argue that now. Yeah, we, 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 but let, let me get to my point. The hey, point is, from Los Angeles, all these musicians are really suffering right now. First, there's the cancellation of South by Southwest, and they're all out of work. It's, it has to impact your industry. The the industry that the people in this room represent, the, the equipment industry. You know, if the musicians are suffering, I'm sure the equipment suppliers are suffering. It's, it's I'm not a musician, but I, I, I feel their pain, you know? I feel they, they have a grievance to bear, don't you think, Jan? Well, we all know that because it's not only the musicians, but it's the people that support the musicians as well. The roadies, uh, the, the roadies, the the ticket takers, the, the, the ushers in the theaters, the concession people, the, the people that sell the t-shirts, the merch people, the truck drivers, the bus drivers, everybody. Ken, Ken, Kenny, you were telling me the other day about, about the problems that the bus drivers are having you know, in, in Nashville. That's like the hub of where all these tour buses come from. And, and, and we were talking about the residual effect of no touring. And tell them what you told me. Basically, what's going on is the banks are in trouble because they have so many buses on uh, leases or leased or, or loans, and they're getting sideways, and they're coming up on the third quarter audit. And because of the justification, they're insolvent, and the FDIC is about to... Uh, see some banks over it now if that's not agreement i don't know what is you know but there is some there you know it's 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 so paul and you and and what you're saying it's true but it's not just the musicians it's look at us look at look at look at look at what's going on with these guys in the room right now uh you know that it's very, very, very difficult. Um, look at you know my friend David up there on the uh, in in the panel. David is an engineer. Tom Source is an engineer, and 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 Tom is the engineer for Lord of the Rings. And um, I hope I'm not uh, I hope I'm not going to make you sad, Tom. But tell him how much work you lost. Tell him where you were, where was you know where were you where was this tour going? Yeah, so I had 32, 32 concerts uh, 
booked this year between Lord of the Rings and some of my star policy stuff and all of that got wiped out. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm more fortunate than most because I'm toward the end of my career. So I have savings and I have things I can draw upon and I have a, I have an established net worth. I feel horrible for the people in their middle of their career because this is devastating for them. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it, is it an inconvenience for me? Sure. Do I miss, uh, my passion, yeah, but financially, uh, I can get through this. I just feel sorry for the people who are in the middle of their careers, those, you know, 28 to 42 year olds who are, this is, this is, this will take them three years to recover. Yeah, and I would agree with that, you know? It's like, you know, now, now John, are you, what are you seeing right now as far as the streaming, you know, for the, for the convention stuff? You're, that's where you're headed with Talent Pros Live. What are you, what's, the, what's, the, what's the feeling out there right now? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? The uh, Las Vegas Convention Authority had a, had a little summit about a month ago, and they said 550 events were canceled just in Las Vegas. And so if you say at least 20% of those are going to go online, and I posted in the chat room a interview today by Mark Benioff. Mark Benioff is the CEO of Salesforce.com. And it's, it's a shocking video to watch. I just found it like 30 minutes ago. Um, I, I suggest everybody watch that. We, I, uh, I've been in streaming for 24 years. Um, I got caught by COVID. I met all these group of guys doing streaming. I was watching the virtual event space. And I said, boy, this is boring and, and being done wrong. There's no production value. Lighting's bad, audio's bad, production sets are wrong. And so we, we bring Las Vegas style production to these virtual events. And our phone's ringing right now. And the other guys in this business, um, in our guild, are booking gigs. Tony Robbins is on with, he's jumped into this thing with both feet. His last production was $9 million production. And he produces now from his warehouse in Florida. He did an event about six weeks ago. He did $9 million in three days, had 22,000 people watching this event. It was all done on Zoom. Our guys produced it. Audio, video, everything moving up into the cloud. So the video stuff's up there now. The audio stuff's moving up into the cloud. So. Um, our TDs and the A1s are sitting at, at their house using remote control consoles or boards to control the stuff up in the cloud. So times are, are moving forward and changing. That's basically what Benioff says. And we're seeing a pipeline of productions now through at least the fall of next year in the virtual space. And we don't think that's going away. Now, give us the Reader's Digest version of, of, of Mark Bennington, what he said, you know, that you said uh, with the video that you, that you posted. Give us just the Reader's Digest version. Mark, Benny, Mark Benioff, who's a billionaire, who started Salesforce.com, which is a multi-hundred billion dollar company. And let me, let me just read you what he said here. I just posted this on my site. Let's see, if you click on this link that I have up here, it's at the very top. Right. Um, we're in a new digital world, in an, all digital, in an all digital world. The past is gone. It's not coming back. We need to rebuild our companies, our organizations, and ultimately we need to rebuild ourselves 
to be successful. That's what he said. And this was on CNBC today. Yeah. I don't it's, see the link in the chat there, uh, John. Where did you post it? You know what? You're gonna have it's to the first link in the chat. I think he came in after I posted it. Oh, I came in after. That's why. So Can you I'll, somebody yeah, copy and paste it again? I'll, I'll, I'll post it for you. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we all need to reinvent ourselves, you know, for sure. Everybody needs to reinvent themselves and we need to reinvent ourselves. But this is an opportunity. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to say I have a, a friend who used to be the doorman at one of the nightclubs that I attended. Uh, and he's now, I, I, I see his, his, his videos on Instagram and Facebook. This guy's skydiving now. He's going camping. He's going hiking. He's, he, he's doing all of these crazy things that I'm sure in his real life, when he was working as that doorman, he never had the opportunity to go into the woods or, or go or do with half the things that he's doing right now. Um, you know, I'm not about to go skydiving, but, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, maybe walking into the back yard and and seeing what it's like out there you know it's but but the reality is is that we've got to reinvent ourselves because you know if we're if we're in this business we've got to figure out how to survive and so maybe you know maybe that is a is, is an opportunity and this week was a bad week because i spoke to three different people that let go of their entire staffs you know, I spoke to people that have said, I've got to put, I've got to go chapter seven this week. And I've never heard that before. I've never heard it like this before. And so it bothers me. And it, it bothers me when I, when, what I see is where, and I'm not going to get political here, but I'm going to state a fact is that the reality is, is we need this money. We need the restart program, what Michael Strickland's talking about. We need to get some money into people's pockets that, that need to afford to pay their rent. We need some things from the United States Congress, but instead they're dicking around with the Supreme Court justice instead of putting money in people's pockets right now, which what we need right now. And, and, and I'm not going to say whether I agree with who their choices are or not, but if you watch my Facebook page, you know how I feel about it. But the reality is, is we've got to get these senators to realize that, hey, there, there are people that are starving right now. And the priority is not the Supreme Court. The priority is us. The priority is the people of the United States to get people to get money in their pockets. And that's, that's, that's what I'm airing right now. That's, that's the grievance that I am airing. And there's so much stress out there. And so one of the things that I've just done right now is I put an article in, in that I read that I thought was pretty good, and it's how to cope with the stress of Corona. And, uh, you know, and uh, you might want to look at that, you know. Look, I don't know how much time everybody has to read articles and stuff like that. That's why I like the abridged version, you know. Breathe deep. <sighs> there you go. Do that a few times a day, and maybe that'll make you feel better. Take sleeping pills, whatever, you know. That'll get you out of your mind. But, you know, I don't know what to tell you what to do, but I do know this. I hope that I brought some cheer and joy into your life with the airing of the grievances. So now we'll just go around the room really quickly and saying, who wants to say anything right now? Chris, I see your hands are up, even though they're, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. They're all volunteer. Uh, I had a great time last week talking to you guys. Uh, hopefully it was interesting at the very least. I'm not. I'm happy to be doing it without a mask today because my COVID officer isn't here, so we're good. Um, but other than that, uh, grievances wise, you know, my biggest thing is is getting on these Zoom calls. 
I've had more internal and external meetings now since COVID than I have in the 20 years I've been in the, in the sales side of this business. It's ridiculous. I, I spend more time after hours doing my actual job than I do nine to five. Well, I'm glad you feel this has worked for you. Thank you, Chris. You make me feel very... This is, this is enjoyable. This is my lunch hour, by the way. <laughs> so, Bruce, you're sitting here. You're, 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 you're absorbing it all. You must have something. What, what, what grievances do you have? This is Festivus, man. Or do you want to do feats of strength? We could do feats of strength. But we have to un you have to unmute yourself because that's one of my groups. There you go. No, no. No, you're almost there. You're almost there, Bruce. You're so close. You're so close. You're so close. You have a thing left. There we go. Oh, there you go. You must be an audio engineer, right? Is that it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no on the console, the view buttons are really obvious. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of a, in a little spot that, that, that Mr. Source is in, too, because I'm sort of at the end of my career, and I'm in a situation that I'm not going under. But I, I kind of wanted two more good years out of this before, you know, I officially, you know, slide into retirement. But what I'm seeing, you know, I'm a corporate guy. I, I got out of band stuff around 1980. And my couple of clients that, that gave me probably 25 shows a year uh, uh, can't wait to get back in the ballrooms again. Because a lot of what they do, it's the industry, it's the building industry awards. And... Um, and, and uh, another healthcare company. And, and, and what, you know, it's all about networking, you know, a little bit of general session, handful of breakout rooms and a lot of lunches and networking. And, uh, and, and people are like, you know, we're doing these meetings and, and we can't wait till we can get back in the ballroom again. So, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, stuff is going to come back, you know, but boy, it's, it's when, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, you know, in the, in the beginning of the show, we're hearing now that they're going to be opening it up for 250 people. But oh, I don't yeah. think it's be true because right now, uh, John, was it you, John, that was telling me? Somebody who was telling me that because that, uh, that they had a rally here in Nevada and in Henderson today, the cases are spiking. They're going nuts here. Uh, who was it who said that to me? Michael, did you say something about that? It wasn't me, but I'm watching because that was just such a large event. Um, and it caused me some angst, of course, because my little trade show that I'm putting on uh, to, be, to be John Prado's devil advocate, uh, I decided in the middle of a pandemic to create a new trade show. And that's happening in the spring. So, uh, but it's happening at the Ahern Hotel. And of course, the gentleman who held this 5,000 person maskless rally for for the president was Don Ahern. So a couple of my exhibitors called me saying, hey, is there any relation between Don Ahern and the Ahern Hotel? And, you know, do we need to be worried about our staff if we send them there? And, you know, I had to assure them that wasn't the case. The Ahern Hotel, actually, in my mind, is one of the leading properties in Vegas in terms of cleanliness. They're using the foggers. They're wiping everything. They're, I mean, it's, it's impressive, their, their protocols. But I'm kind of watching to see what comes out of that Henderson rally, because you just can't put right now at this time in Nevada, given that we were for a little while one of the hottest states, and certainly Clark County was one of the hottest counties, you can't put 5,000 people in a pr pretty small space with no masks on and not have some sort of consequence. So I'd be willing to bet in this next week or so, this next week to 10 days, we'll know kind of how that fleshed out. 
But the flip side is, if you look at Sturgis, so far, Sturgis seems to have turned out to be a big nothing burger. Well, actually, I heard that I heard that the virus was spread from people at Sturgis all over the all over the the region. Uh, yes, yes, there were people all over the U.S., but uh, the numbers, the, just the actual raw numbers of how many people went to Sturgis and then and con contracted coronavirus were dramatically low unless they all signed some sort of pledge to not be honest and not tell anyone. But I mean, last I checked, it was like in the, in terms of direct cases, number of people who were at Sturgis who got coronavirus, it was being measured like in the 200 range. Way now, lower than what they thought. Yeah, those people also obviously went home and got some other people sick. But, you know, at one point they were thinking that maybe 5,000 people would leave Sturgis with coronavirus. So it's, it's, you know, it, it just all goes to point, I think, again, to nobody really knows for sure. Yeah, because we don't have any effective tracing in this fucking country. It's unbelievable. Seven months into this virus, we have no effective tracing set up. It's, it's staggering. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about grievances. I don't know who watched Rachel Maddow last night, but Rachel Maddow did some investigative reporting with the Smithfield. If you remember back in April, the Smithfield back at the, the meatpacking plant was having an outrageous amount of cases. And so the, the CDC, their, their, their investigative branch, went in there and made recommendations. And somebody got a hold of that paper, and they say it's Sonny Perdue, uh, who is, the, you know, you know, he's the uh, um, the uh, the secretary of um, of um, agriculture, and he got into the CDC and he made him change the paper. And basically, what it said, we recommend masks, right? That was just one example. And what they made him change it to is. If possible, we recommend masks. And wherever, the, wherever there was an edict that said, you need to do this, they changed it by saying, if possible. And, and, and that was on the 21st that they had, the, they, they had that paper. And on the 22nd, the CDC changed it. And so we have no, I mean, if you want to talk about grievances, you know, we are, we, we are shooting in the wind right now because we don't have, we, there's no control like you said, there's no sense of control. You know, I walk around with my iPhone, and now the new version of iOS 14 has an app on it that says if you, you know, it'll notify you if you're involved, if you, if you get close to anybody with COVID, supposedly. But if the person who doesn't report it, how is the phone going to know that they've got COVID? You know? And what if they don't speak English and I can't understand the call? Hello, you got COVID? Oh. What was that? What was that? Bad connection. You know, I was in a bad connection site and I couldn't hear it. You know, so the reality is, is that the reality is, is that wear a mask. Say, you know, wear a mask. And even though I really don't like wearing a mask because here in Vegas where it's so hot. Ooh, who likes it? What? Who likes wearing a mask? Nobody likes it. Bank robbers. They love it. You know, they wear it. Bank robbers. I would say bank robbers. You know, I guess who else would marry? gardeners? They like to do when they blow the leaves. You know, uh, who else likes to wear masks? Um, you know, uh, some of these guys in the S and M world. I've seen pictures. Not that I've been involved in that, but I've seen pictures of it. Uh, you know, what was that mat? What was that ball that you that used to happen? Uh, the, uh, the the pimps and hoe ball or something like that. They wear masks. Uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras. They like to wear masks. So uh, yeah, so pe there are people that like to wear masks. 
You know, I don't mind uh, wearing a mask every once in a while, but the reality is, is that it's so hot here. So you're breathing through the mask and your throat gets hot, right? And then you get home and you say, oh my God, I got COVID and my throat's hot. So you go, you Google it, is, is, is a hot throat, is a hot throat, you know, uh, you know, a sign of COVID. And all you see there is, you know, some, some movie about, you know, porn, you know, uh, you can't get any good answers. I'm telling you, it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm... I wasn't planning on airing this grievance, but damn, all right, you got me. You got me. Um, what else going on? Um, to go the other way, yes. talking about what we need to do, let's talk about the fact that somewhere in the world, whether it's Israel or UK or maybe even the US, there's probably going to be a vaccine by January. That's far enough down the road. And if there's a vaccine by January, by March, we should all be able to start doing things normally again, or at least close to it. Well, so, Johnson and Johnson announced today that they are going into third-round trials, right? right? And AstraZeneca now, they, they, they're back into testing. So there is a lot of testing going on. And it, but, to, but yesterday, the, FD, the, the FDA... They basically said that there's not going to be any COVID, there's not going to be any COVID vaccine, uh, you know, until, until they can show two months worth of, of testing, you know, that, that's, well, that's why I said January. Yeah. January is far enough away that somebody's going to have a fully tested vaccine that we trust, because I don't trust the U.S. right now because we're getting misinformation. But that gives another three months for us to get vaccinated. And then we'll see what happens. I think we're going to be okay. Well, I'm, that's the positive attitude, and, 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 and if there is something that we're going to come out of this is, is a positive attitude, and that's what I like. So, we, you know, it, it's, look, like I said, this is, this, is, this is not about negativity. This is about positivity and what we could do to survive. And, and so today I had a little, a little grievance of errances, uh, errances of grievances, whatever, you know, and we got it out. And so we're having a good time and we're laughing. And look, if I can make you laugh in a, a situation like this, where things are so tough all around us, then I have done my job. That's all I can say. I have done my job. And with that, Ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, for those who are watching. And by the way, you guys haven't noticed, I, somebody pointed out that I mentioned sex a few times. Well, sex sells. So I hope those people that are out there. But as Tom says, it's expensive. So just remember that. It's expensive. You know? So just ask Paul McCartney. He'll tell you how expensive it could be. You know? Um, anybody else have anything they want to say? Well, if that's, if that's it, then we're going to close this meeting down. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Remember, you make it happen. I am now going to shut off the stream, and if you want to hear more, then you really need to be in this meeting. Otherwise, now we're going to be talking about you, and you can't uh, do anything about it because you won't be around to hear it. I just cut you off. <laughs> so there you go, and there it is. And so 